Hello, everyone. Welcome back to A Priest and a Rabbi. This is podcast number 4,372, but who's <laughs> counting? <laughs> um, this is Father Christian from St. Mary's Episcopal Church here in Steered, Florida. Um, the next to me, as you know, is always the, 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 the dashing and most handsome rabbi you've seen this side of the Jordan River. Um, and it's Rabbi Matthew Durbin. I've been on vacation for a couple of weeks, so now you have to deal with me once again. Uh, but you've been listening to this, this, this rabbi next to me who uh, just took the show to a whole other level. I came back and the, the ratings were off the charts. So if you haven't seen or heard these episodes, run and watch or listen to them. You can watch them on Facebook. You can listen to them on this podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, Rabbi Durbin, how, how did you do it? Was it just a matter of getting rid of me that made it better? Or did you find some <laughs> Did you read some book that said how to podcast? Well, what, what's going on? Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, uh, for those that haven't seen it or heard it, uh, two weeks ago, I brought my mom in. My mom was in town for about a week, uh, eight days. Um, and uh, my mom's been a huge source of influence for me. So I thought, you know, bring her on actually served as a dual purpose. One was um, a verbal testimony um, of my mom's life and how she grew up in a very traditional household. And uh, I'm just, I, I'm thrilled to be able to, to, to have the response where people really enjoyed listening to my mom's personal Jewish journey and what brought her today. Um, and then last week had uh, Rabbi David Gelfin out of the Temple of Israel, the city of New York, who is a master, master when it comes to storytelling and how he conveys the message. Um, and Rabbi Gelfand's voice just is one that just puts you at ease. So I'm, I'm, I was actually really thrilled when we posted it last week. Um, uh, about four hours into it, I was a little nervous when I only had 27 people who had viewed it. And then uh, a couple hours later, when it reached over 1,100, uh, I was a little, uh, a little surprised. But it was great. But nonetheless, it's, it's, it's actually really exciting, um, Father Anderson, of our special guest that we're having today. T tell me, tell me, what are we, what are we exploring today? Well, you last week, you had David Geffen, I heard you just say. So this week we were having um, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker as well. Um, but Trevor Forrest Whitaker Black, uh, he is, uh, hails from, from Hollywood to Austin, but he and I met in Virginia um, at a church that we both uh, served at. Um, he got paid. I did not um, just because he's much more talented than I am. Uh, he is a music composer. He, he writes music for video games, for movies, for TVs. And he's going to talk to us about how does he find uh, God in just the day-to-day -day grind. Um, also in for our day-to-day -day search for purpose and meaning. Um, and, and part of it is letting go of that need for, for to know exactly what's next and just to let go and allow God to just shine in every moment. So uh, I am, I am really thrilled because I think this will touch all of our hearts of how we sometimes struggle to find God in just the day-to-day -day mundane stuff. And sometimes our most powerful spiritual moments are in the temple or in the church when really that's just a launching point. And the other six days of the week should be filled with all of these amazing opportunities to fall more deeply in love with our loving God. Um, so that is what Trevor Black's going to do for us. That's all. I mean, there's no pressure on him. Wait, he's right here. Trevor Black, welcome to the show. Are you, are you, are you, are you, you can do that, right? You can teach us how to be better. Totally. I'm, I'm sitting here with one third of a seminary degree and uh, a fully ordained priest and a rabbi. So I'm sure I'm the expert in this room. Awesome. <laughs> We're looking forward to that. So, all right, everyone. So buckle your seatbelts. Let's get ready for another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. Uh, God bless you. Hit the subscribe button. Leave us comments about what you think of the show, even if you hate us, because it helps our algorithm um, even when you hate us. So, okay. Love you. Bye. Enjoy the show.
a priest, a rabbi, a priest, a rabbi, a priest, a rabbi. The opinions you hear from on this show do not represent WSTU, since they probably regretted over allowing the show on the air in the first place. Nor do they represent Temple Bay Payam or St. Mary's Episcopal Church, since they also wonder what the heck they did when they called these two men to lead their respective congregations. On that note, sit back, relax, grab your Bible or Torah, and enjoy another episode of A Priest and a Rabbi. Good morning, Stuart, Florida. This is Father Christian Anderson from St. Mary's Episcopal Church. And right down the street is the most handsome rabbi you have ever seen this side of the Jordan River. It is going to be Rabbi Matthew Durbin from Temba Bet Chayam. And he is my colleague, my friend, who uh, apparently I bully on this show, but you guys don't see what he does to me off air. Um, We, uh, but he is my dear friend and he is my co-host and I've missed him for the last two weeks because I've been on vacation. So if you are a priest and a rabbi fan, because I know there's about four of you out there, um, you have, you have only seen half the show, but you've been with Rabbi Durbin, my brother. Good morning, man. It's good to be here with you. You know, you know, it, it, it's great to see you. I, 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 you know, as as many of our listeners know, uh, you were on assignment in New York City and had a wonderful time. Uh, it was great. It was great um, to be able to uh, do the intro by myself, uh, which was uh, no small feat. Um, and I obviously cannot do it as well as you can, but uh, it, it's great to see. Uh, it I, is good I, to see what you. you you can do it as well as I am because um, the ratings were really well these last two weeks or really good, really well. They were great these last two weeks. And so uh, Rabbi Durbin, we, because of that, we, this might be the part when like Wham breaks up and George Michael goes on his own. So who knows if, if, if Rabbi Durbin now is going to get offers from the radio station from WSTU to say, hey, when you go solo, you get really good ratings. So look out, Martin County. And, and beyond St. Lucie County for the Rabbi Durbin show, because apparently people are hungry for some, for, for, for some rabbi. Look, look, I, 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 I listen to a lot of podcasts and watch a lot of TV. You know, if Netflix is listening, pick us up, pick us up. I don't Fox. think there's an us in this. I'm thinking that I'm trying to promote you here, brother. Just give me 10%. Uh, I, I am only one person, my friend. And, and, you know, I, I can't do this show alone because you bring so much joy uh, to my life. And <laughs> Listen to this, to this guy. It, uh, it really, it really, uh, you know, and for those that are listening, uh, I, I do have to be forthcoming with this. Um, the majority, if not most of our guests are, are really brought to us by Father, um, Father Christian Anderson. And it's just the, the, the level and caliber to which you bring uh, is just, it, it's fantastic. Although well, I will say, I will say, you know, when we hit November, October 9th, by the way, that's a big pinnacle moment for us as a radio program, because it would be three years in October that we have dedicated ourselves every Friday at 9 a.m. to bring a priest and a rabbi to Martin County and beyond. We are more joined together than a Doma wedding cake, brother. So this is this is good stuff. And um, I, in three years, just imagine it. You and I were sitting outside a grocery store one day just saying, what about we're having a sandwich? Because, you know, you and I are pretty 
frugal when it comes to eat getting lunch. So we buy sandwiches at a grocery store and sit outside and eat it. And then um, we said, what about a podcast? But here we are. And, you know, speaking of just joyful things to do, that's what we're going to talk about today, everyone out there. How do you, how are you finding joy in just the mundane? And when I don't, when I'm talking about joy, I'm talking about the joy given to us by God. Uh, happiness is, it, it just comes and goes. It's a, it's an emotion. I feel happy. You know, the Browns win. I'm great. The Browns lose. I'm horrible. Right. That's an emotion. Joy is, is the, is the gift that God gives us that can really give us a lot of fulfillment and peace and contentment because we know of his presence and in, in, especially in the mundane. And the truth of life is we go through so much day to day, blah, blah, blah stuff that can challenge sometimes try to steal your soul because you're thinking, I'm just doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, but that's life. That's a big part of life. And if you try to be an adventure person, well, good luck and get on your horse and ride on to the wild west and do what you want to do and be a nom uh, nomad land. But for the rest of us who want to be responsible, there is a lot of monotony. And how do you find joy? How do you find God in that? Um, and today we're, we're going to bring on a music composer who was also a great man of faith. Also uh, a dear friend of mine um, who, you know, hadn't talked to in a long time, but he's the kind of friend that wants you to pick up the phone. It's like you picked up right where you left off. Um, and, and his name is, is Trevor Whitaker Black. He is, uh, I knew him at a church that I interned at in Virginia, but now he's down in Austin, Texas, keeping it weird. Um, he's got a beard longer than ZZ Top and uh, he is on with us today. He is a music composer from Hollywood um, all the way to Austin. He's done uh, films and TV and he's going to talk about how he as a man of faith finds God in the mundane and how it brings him a tremendous amount of fulfillment with his spiritual practices. And I think he just flew in on Zoom Airlines. Trevor Whitaker Black, welcome to A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you so much. It is a joy to be here. Not a happiness, but a joy. Like you <laughs> <laughs> you, you Look at that mic, Rabbi Durbin. That's what you need to ask your parishioners for. Holy cow. Oh, that was a good looking mic too. All right. Well, <laughs> so, so Trevor, uh, welcome. So, so explain to those there's again, you, you, what's your folk? You're currently in life right now. You're, you're a Renaissance kind of guy. What's your focus right now? I, I know you're writing, you're composing, you're teaching, but give us a little break of what is bringing you joy right now. Oh man. Uh, I feel like I have a lot that's, that's bringing me joy. Uh, so, so praise report on that front, but what I, my day to day is, um, I, I write music for video games a lot right now, since I'm in Austin, Texas, I've also worked on film and, and some TV, like you said. And uh, so my day-to-day -day is, is kind of sitting in the studio and, and plotting out stuff on the keyboard, writing down music. When I'm not doing that, I have some students that I teach. I'm, I'm lucky that I, I still get to work with young people and, and teach them uh, classical guitar and music theory, which is pretty rad. Uh, and then when I'm not doing that, I might be editing podcasts or uh, eating ramen and taking my dog for a walk. Not simultaneously, but... You know, yeah, in see with ramen with chopsticks. Oh yeah, absolutely. But they they give you a spoon too because you know there's so much broth in there and stuff. Oh, they. So you're not making it yourself. You gotta you gotta. Ah, uh, I I went through a period of time. You know what happened? I went through a period of time where I was making my own like kind of ramen noodle soups and like not not like out of the package kind of survivor style, but like putting in a lot of effort. Yeah. And then I ran. I I I had like a six month supply of the stuff I needed to make the broth. And then when that ran out, it was just like, you know, it's time for a new season. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were just talking about uh, the movie Parasite the other day on our pre-production phone call. And uh, I love that moment when she gets off the phone with the family, the woman who's acting as the housekeeper. And she's like, 
what the hell is ramen because the lady because the mom is asking her to make it i think she's asking her to make ramen isn't that, is oh, that what happened? I saw years? that when it came out in theaters, actually. So it's been a long time. Oh, you're an OG. Yeah, I was like, yeah. a little late to the party. Okay, so uh, let, let's so well, let's let's talk about this because you you are an artist as as you're 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 designing, you're developing music, um, and the beauty of, of artists in society um, and is that they they help us all to think outside the box and not to see things in a different way because you're constantly creatively looking at things. Um, but even in you and your 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 life of composition, can there sometimes feel like? you get stuck in the mundane or is everything just an awesome, exciting adventure because you get to live this kind of you at the one point you're, you're literally living the Hollywood life. You're living yeah. in a crazy place like Austin, <laughs> you know? Uh, no, I like as, as many credits as might be on my IMDB page, like it never escapes me from mopping the floors. So there's definitely still that going on. And um, honestly, the, the time that I spent in Hollywood, I, I was working in uh, a studio doing score technical engineering, which is, I, I learned a ton there and I'm so thankful for that time. But some of the day-to-day -day tasks of that job are the most repetitive and uh, just machine-like thing that you can do sitting in a, a music studio. So, I mean, I wish I had had sort of the tools that I've, I've gleaned now at that point in time, uh, because I, who knows what would have happened differently, but man, like being able to look at something, whether it's doing the same, you know, clicking on a computer task again and again and again, or, uh, you know, the, the joy that comes from completing a project and say, like, I'm thankful for this. And it, and it does bring me closer to God and bring me to joy is like a real tool set. Uh, and I'm guessing we'll get in, you know, more into that this morning, but yeah, you know, we want to definitely tease that out that, that it is a tool set that we're going to get into. And I want everyone who's listening right now to think about that just in their, when they have these moments in your daily lives, whether you're a teacher, you're an engineer, you're a stay at home dad or mom, uh, especially I'm just telling you as a parent, uh, the, the, the beauty of parenting, it's amazing, but there's a lot of just repetition. You wake up, you get to change the diapers and all this stuff. You're making the food and, um, finding don't laugh at me Durbin don't laugh at me rabbi because <laughs> you're saying I you got know, nothing Anderson, I only have one kid uh, and you got three I'll, I'll tell you it 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 gets easier <laughs> says the man with so, three daughters but but uh, you know if, if we could uh, break this down a little bit you know um Trevor for you have you always had faith have you always had a strong connection to faith mm, or is this right. something that you've developed over time have you had um uh, moments where maybe you've questioned your faith um has it always been as fluid or uh you know what was that how, how has that been like for you leave it to the rabbi to like ask me the question about wrestling with my faith right <laughs> <laughs> he's the man i love it uh so i i grew up in the in the catholic church and for me it was the, it was like the church was the mundane thing because it was that repetitious thing that we did every sunday and i just i did it cuz my family did it right and Christian met me around the time that I was really integrating that into my own thing when I was interning at, at St. Matthew's. Uh, and even, even then, I was still kind of figuring out what I believe in, what I thought. And, and to this day, there are times when, like, if, if I can be completely honest, like, I, I don't believe in a man in the sky with a long beard 
sitting on a cloud, right? And and the God that I'm interacting with is the the joy that I find in doing something, whether it's making a peanut butter jelly sandwich or like picking up my dog's crap. Like so many things had to go into that moment, whether it's my wife who was kind enough to go grocery shopping or my friend who brought me like some spicy peanut butter that he bought in New Zealand or just the fact that someone at HEB cooked this bread and I bought it at the, the, uh, the bakery. So many things had to happen to get to this moment where I am just taking a knife and spreading peanut butter on a piece of, on a piece of bread. Um, but it, it really is in those, those small moments that I can like, it's almost in some ways, it's easier to find God because I had to work for it a little bit in that moment than uh, to feel like I'm, you know, to, to stare at a stained glass window of like white Jesus and, and try and feel something. <laughs> I love it. You went there. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so tell us more about that. What what helped you? Was this more of a recent thing where you were able to find just the, the God in the simplicity, God in the daily routine, um, or was, uh, let me start here. Was there ever a time hmm. when you only found God in the temple, like in the sanctuary, in worship, when you're listening and creating, cause you make, you're a musician. So I know people who are musicians, like I find God when I'm up there in the praise band. Um, I find God during worship, but, uh, when, when did you start to make a switch where you're like, wait a minute, I can find God when I'm making the peanut butter jelly sandwich. And when I'm making the ramen noodle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the ramen noodles is easier because that's like, you know, that's fancy and delicious. But <laughs> there, there was definitely a time where I was like, okay, God is here in this building. This is when I think about God in the, you know, I, I've played in that praise band, right? And oh, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with feeling something in that moment. But relegating God to that moment was something that that changed for me, I think probably around the time that I realized uh, what depression was. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so because, um, if, if you're a person who has depression and I think all of us might be able to identify with that a little bit after spending the last year and change, yeah. uh, stuck inside Love it. doing the same thing over and over. Um, it, it, it steals that kind of euphoria that comes from uh, being in a praise band. So you like, you don't have access to that anymore. Mm. And whether it's because of your brain chemistry or because, you know, our, our church at least wasn't doing any in-person services for the better part of a year. Uh, you, you kind of have to realize that like, Oh, God is not locked in that building that I can't get to, or in whatever experience that we kind of grew up having that brought us closer to God. And for me, that was a lot of music. Um, but, it was a lot of music in a, in a big room full of other people or playing music in a big sound system, but it, you know, you almost get forced to look for it in whatever it is you're doing right now in this moment, right now, whether it's, you know, driving down the street, listening to the priest and the rabbi podcast, or, or later when you're uh, waiting in line for something, or, or you got to write up your grocery list, like whatever you're doing right now, if you look, you might find God in, in something. You know, it's, it's, you know, I wonder in terms of, you know, as we spoke um, the other day that, that, you know, this process that you're in is a work in progress uh, in terms mm. of, we, we almost have a, um, as you used the phrase yesterday, you know, a, a spiritual exercise 
that we have to train ourselves, much like in some degree, you know, prayer is not easy. We have to harness it. We have to, you know, we have to take time and take care. You know, for you in, in your spiritual exercise, uh, you know, how, how have you worked it in in some way to make it as meaningful for yourself as possible? I think for me, it's, it's been about working it into as many things as possible. I think, I think normally I'm a big quality over quantity guy, but in this sense, um, I, it comes back to like pray without ceasing, you know, like, can, can you, can you do it here at church? Great. Okay. Now, can you do it while you're on a hike and it's beautiful? Okay, great. Can you do it while you're just waiting for the dentist to call your name? Okay, good job. Can you do it while you're actively working? You know, can I do it while I'm sitting here at my piano and, 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 you know, the forefront of my mind is where does this melody go next? And in the back of my mind, can I hold that gratitude for all of my equipment here and the hope that someone will get some joy from listening to it? Uh, okay, good. You can see God while you're doing that. Okay. Can you see God while you stubbed your toe? Can you see God while you broke your leg? Can mm. you see God while you're signing divorce papers? Mm. Uh, so I think, you know, it, the church is a, and, and the, the temple is a great place to start or the synagogue, excuse me, uh, is a great place to, to remind everybody like, yes, here we are. You got access to it. Can you take that out with you throughout your week and have it in every moment? And I, and I love that. I love that understanding too, because it's, it's, you know, how can we take, that experience and elevate, right? How can we make it more meaningful? Uh, I remember many years ago when I was in rabbinical school, um, I sat with a colleague over lunch and, uh, you know, for some bizarre reason, they gave us an hour of lunch. It was too much time. Um, and how often do we, do we either make ourselves uh, some food and we, it takes us more time to make it than it does to eat it. And we wolf it down and we're done. And I remember sitting there <laughs> at this lunch hour and a colleague of mine, we went through this, uh, as, as you expressed yesterday, this, this spiritual exercise. Chew your food. Think about it. Think about how it's produced, who makes it, how it comes to where it is, the essence of the fact that I have life and have the ability to chew and to swallow and to nourish and to grow. And I remember, I remember an hour lunch, I showed up a half hour late to class. And I remember my <laughs> professor saying, what's, you know, why are you late? And I said, well, I'm really sorry. I, I, I was eating lunch. He goes, you went an hour. And I just remember that 60 minutes because of my intention that I made it meaningful and forced myself to go through that exercise actually made that time, I mean, escape. And suddenly as I yeah. walked in yep. half hour late to class, there was, there was something at least spiritually for myself where I, I, I felt like I had slept for 30 years. I mean, it was, I was rested. I felt great. I was energized. And, and as you said, you know, there's something there that's, that's godly in some way. If we give God the proper attention and the devotion. Yeah. 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 In anything. And, and that's part of the reason I love writing music is because that time just does just kind of slip away before you know it, you've, you've entered into some, um, I don't know, co-experience of eternity in some way that just lets the time kind of 
flow through you and away. And before you know it, you have to, you know, explain to your professor, I'm sorry, I was sorry, I was late. I was, uh, I was eating a sandwich and God was in yeah. my sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi, what, what was going, what, what do you remember what you specifically did in order for you to enter into this very meditative or spiritually present meal that you had? What were you doing? Just slowing down? No, I mean, I think I, I think a part of it, you know, in, in, in Hebrew, we have a concept that says keva uh, and kavanah. Kavanah is the intention behind the action to which we're doing. And I remember my colleague, you know, as we sat there and started going about it, um, I was super uncomfortable because it was not in my wheelhouse. I mean, it was I, I've never done it. I've never practiced it. Um, but it was something where we sat there and I remember him saying to me, close your eyes. As you eat whatever sandwich it was chew your food don't do the the, the three chomp swallow because you'll choke but you know maybe chew your food 35 times for each bite and think about all that goes into making that to which you're eating and above our world that god provides us sustenance and it was it was bite after bite of repetition of the same phrase and the same understanding so that suddenly at the end that that sandwich that normally would have taken four minutes to eat took 75 minutes to eat. Did you ever, now, so now this sounds like an amazing experience. Have you, have you, have you ever done it again? No. Let me retract that. I, I haven't done that exercise again, but what it did open up for me was that 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 understanding and that that love of where God is and that I can find God in as we said in the beginning of the show in the mundane in the everyday that I actually have to search for it yeah and open my heart to be able to embrace it so in some way you know do I do the chomp chomp swallow as I eat I try not to now I try to be a little bit more and I, and I think that the, the term itself to be a little bit more mindful um, of, of, of the food or whatever activity I may be doing. I've eaten lunch with you, so I can hold you accountable to this. I've eaten lunch with you many times and dinner. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it, Trevor, have you, have you ever read brother Lawrence's book, uh, practicing, uh, the presence of practicing God, Practicing the presence of God. No, I know of it, but I have not actually read it. Yeah. So this whole conversation just reminds me that for, for, for listeners, that's, that's a good place to start. If you want to get more into this of how can I practice just the presence of God in just the simple acts of life. And brother Lawrence was a monk who was out in a monastery washing dishes. He was the dishwasher and finds just tremendous joy in finding God in washing dishes. Uh, and, and so it's a small little book. It's a, it's basically a pamphlet, uh, but it's a good place to start because at the beginning of this conversation, uh, Trevor, uh, is, 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 is talked about this, like there, there's, there's different grades you start from Just start out simple, start out real easy, start out with finding God in, in the sandwich you're making. Oh, got that. Okay, great. And then how do I do it? Just walking down the street. Okay. Got that. And start to build up so you can get to the place where, you know, God willing that, that, well, I mean, just God forbid, but things happen in life that we're going to throw some major curveballs. You finding God in that, well, as Trevor was saying, signing the divorce papers, um, getting a diagnosis that is going to be, it's going to rock your life. How do you find God in that? Well, that that's, that's level nine stuff. And these are spiritual disciplines. We need to be disciples or we need to practice a discipline and it needs practice. It's not just something that just once you get 
you know, whether, whether you get bat mitzvah or whether you get baptized, it's not like I'm good. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, work like a 12 step would say, you got, you gotta work it and um, work, we'll work the systems that God has given us these, these great ways. So we're going to take our, our little hiatus here to allow time to slow down and to uh, honor and be grateful for all those who keep the show going so we can fly in people like Trevor. Um, and then when we come back, we're going to get more into the nitty gritty of, of saying, well, Trevor, what does that even look like? So if I'm walking down the street and I'm trying to practice God and just wh what do I do? Like, what does that mean to pray as I hike or pray as I butter my bread um i don't even know what that means right so we're gonna get into that so let's 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 practice some gratitude for all those who've made the show possible including Susie spear here in stewart florida she's been a wonderful supporter of the show and of our workshops that we've done shout out to Susie over at saint mary's Episcopal church and let's be back in just a few minutes Hey everyone, it's Evan Nine, producer of A Priest and a Rabbi. Thank you for tuning in and being part of this community. We love developing new partnerships with this podcast to help further the interfaith movement. To join us, please email Father Christian at yourfavoritechristian at gmail.com. You can have an advertisement right here on this podcast, which is currently heard across the USA and in 34 other countries. Thanks for being here, and do not forget to subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening from. Now back to A Priest and a Rabbi. Welcome back to the award-winning Priest and a Rabbi radio show with Father Christian and Rabbi Durbin. Let's get ready for the second half of the show. Welcome back to part two of A Priest and a Rabbi here in Steered, Florida. And we have flown in our good friend, Trevor, For Trevor Forrest Whitaker Black. And he is a music composer from Hollywood to Austin and talking about how does he find God in the mundane and the simplicity of life. Um, and, and we've been some, some themes that have been coming up a lot that I don't know if we've named, but when Trevor has talked about finding, and when Rabbi Durbin has talked about finding God in his just eating and slowing down and eating, and Trevor has talked about just finding God and walking down the street and going on a hike. Um, I just want to name this, the, what I'm hearing a lot is a lot of gratitude, a lot of hope and a lot of joy. And, and, and gratitude seems to be this from both of you, when you've talked about this thing, when Rabbi, when you're talking about the meal and the hands that made it and have the ability to actually eat and taste these incredible flavors and just to slow down and be like, wow, this peach was just amazing. Um, all this stuff is, comes back to gratitude. And, and so Trevor, would you say that that is a key part of just our ways that we can interact with our loving God? Yeah, I think a lot of what we were talking about earlier was about kind of noticing and the, the step after that is gratitude, right? If, if we can take a moment to notice all of the things that went into this moment that we're all having right now, just as an example on Zoom, on your show, all of the things that brought us here, it's amazing to be able to notice those things and, and pay attention to that. Oh, wow, the radio waves that work. Oh, my camera that's working, this glorious microphone that you all have been so impressed with. Uh, but then to take that next step and say, thank you. 
uh, or, or that this is good, um, I think is really where you go from there. That's like kind of the, the practical next step. So Ty, so, so explain to me, so let's put this into action. Um, and, and let's just assume that my prayer life is, you know, uh, non-existent really. I pray when I go to church, maybe I might say a prayer before I go to bed at night once in a while. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, I'm a believer and I'm just thinking of like maybe, maybe a person in the pew right now. Um, so this guy, Trevor is talking about what do you mean praying when I'm walking or praying when I'm hiking or praying when I'm making a sandwich? What, what does that even look like? Uh, for me, it was like calling things good. I, again, we, I spoke a little bit earlier about like kind of having some depression and, and how I experience that. Now, one of the things that I do that sort of helps me get out of that is just to call things good. So God did that in the, in the beginning of the scripture. And why shouldn't I walk around and see whatever I can see and call that good. So I'm going on a hike. Oh, someone cleared this path for me to walk on, on this hike. That's good. These plants that are growing, that's also good. Uh, so just, just to look around and see those things that are not, uh, you know, that, that I can't, things that can't get stolen by that kind of doubt or voice in my head that says like, ah, actually everything kind of sucks. Yeah. So there are things to notice. Yeah. So you're saying that that some people call that the devil. Some people just say it's the the negative voice inside of our head. Um, call it whatever you will, but whatever it does, it tries to steal your joy. It tries to steal you from the moment. It tries to say, try, it becomes this horrible critic of everything or cynic mm-hmm. maybe. Mm. Oh, uh, or the accuser as, as the translation might say. That's right. That's right. So, so again, you're, so now you're, 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 as you're going on this hike, explain to me, cause really just do it like prayer for dummies with me. Um, you're going on this hike. How would you coach me in saying, you know, Christian, maybe practice this. I mean, if we were going on a hike together, I would tell you to look around and just ask you, like, what do you, what do you see out there? Uh, what do you like out there? Uh, what, what strikes you as beautiful and look at it and don't just tell me what you see, but look at it for more than two seconds. Like Rabbi was saying about the sandwich, you know, chew your, Chew your spiritual food for more than two seconds. Huh. That's good. Uh, and then, you know, can you call it good? Ad- admit it. Admit it that that thing is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you'll feel closer to God. You'll feel better in that in that moment. And then can you say thank you for that thing to whatever, you know, we're, we're probably Christians here listening. Can you say thank you to God for that thing that you think is cool and good? Yeah. Yeah. And then in your mind, as you do that more and more, at least for me, um, it became easier to see more good things in my life because I'm, I'm a pretty blessed person and I'm, I'm thankful for that. But uh, I think even at my, my toughest days, there's still things to look around and say like, you know, that's good. And I'm thankful yeah. for it. I remember when there was a time in my life where I was going through some, some, some darkness that was weighing me down, probably just called depression. And, uh, I had a, uh, a coach who was helping me out through it. And the first thing that he said was, and when you, when you wake up in the morning, you need to name three things you need to be grateful for. Cause right now your, your mind has just gone into a depression. So it's just, it's claiming everything negative. Everything sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to keep on doing that because your brain says, Oh, this is the direction we're going. Great. This is where we go. So mm-hmm. you have to literally train your brain, pave new pathways in your brain. And you need to push back on that and say, no. And you start with gratitude. 
that's where you start. Um, and it's not like, you know, looking in the mirror and saying, ah, I like myself. I like myself. I mean, that, that could work too, but really you got to start with gratitude because the gratitude takes you outside of yourself. So as believers, we're all here believers, Judeo-Christians, or at least, well, rabbis the Judeo part, we're the Christian part, but together we make Judeo-Christians. Okay. So we, <laughs> we, we wake up in the middle, in the morning and just say, thank you, God, for the air that I can breathe. Thank you, God, for, um, this roof over my head. Thank you, God, that I can go to the sink and turn it on and I can actually drink that water, at least here in Port St. Lucie. And, and, and I can drink it. It tastes so good, right? Uh, thank you. And, and that, and as Trevor was saying, it's not just accolades or surface accolades. It opens up more um, accessibility to God's generous love. You start to see things and you change the lens, but you have to work at it. And then it continues to build and build and build. And Trevor, can you speak to that? Like you, you, you talked about how, was there a time when you were at ground zero and that you were at that darkness? And now um, the more you practice these spiritual practices, now you've, you've been able to find more fulfillment and joy in just everyday life and feel like life is a little more fulfilling, I guess, or you find more contentment. I, know I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're kind of laying it out right there, but um, yeah, if, if, if it's a habit, you know, like anything else, if you if you can do that on a hike and, and get good at it, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm all right at this, right, maybe. And uh, if you can get good at it there, then hopefully you can get good at it in kind of every moment. And then you, you'll build up this sort of uh, habit of gratitude, habit of calling things good, habit of staying connected to God that will go with you throughout everything. And it, it was less it, for me, it's become less about like finding this perfect path that God is is leading me down. And am I fulfilling my exact calling or, or whatever it is by by writing music? And and now it's just been about like, let me let me look around because this moment is where I'm, I am right now. I can't really step out of the moment that I'm living in. And, you know, this if you do this enough, it kind of raises the barometer on that moment, whatever might be happening around you you will kind of increase your your closeness to god or gratitude or whatever whatever thing it is that you're that you're really aiming to experience you know i i i i love uh you know and father anson what you said in terms of you know when i wake up in the morning right and i think it all starts at least for me it all starts with the way in which we approach the day right and uh, you know for those that may not be familiar especially in a judaic context uh, we do have what we call morning prayers, um, and one of our actual morning prayers that we say that when we wake up in the morning is a special prayer called Mode Ani. Uh, it says Mode Ani Lefanecha Melachai Vakayam, right? And it's this understanding that says, as 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 we've just discussed, it's about um, the recognition, the acknowledgement, giving the authority to God. But really, it says, upon waking up, I gratefully thank you, O God, for you have returned my soul within me with compassion, right? How great is your trust in me? And there's something really powerful about those words that we speak in the morning. And, I, and I'll say, look, it's not something I practiced uh, when I was a kid. Something that we've, uh, my wife and I, have been trying to do with our kids every morning now to just give them the value and the understanding that, you know, when you wake up, right? As we take that first breath of air when we wake up and we're conscious and everything else, that there's a higher source to which we're expressing our gratitude, right? I'm grateful that I had the ability to wake up, to go to sleep, um, uh, wake up refreshed, renewed, right? There's something there that says there's a stronger, higher power out there that gives me the ability. And, and, and I think it is, it is that recognition. And, 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 and Trevor, I, I thank you for 
framing it in such a way that it's not so much about uh, bringing God in as it is acknowledging the power and the experience to then being able to put it in a certain way that has meaning for us. Um, and I most certainly agree. I mean, there's something about the acknowledgement, that recognition, that um, that authority that we're giving, that permission uh, to God uh, that permeates back into ourselves. If, if I can be a big old millennial here for a second, I saw a good tweet. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Lecrae, who's a Christian rapper. And I, I printed this tweet out and I hung it on my wall for the longest time. I need to redo that, actually, because we moved recently. But uh, it said, God woke you up today on purpose. Hmm. And I printed that out and I just put that on my wall because I needed that little reminder. So, you know, other other uh, things that we could say are really practical advice, if I can, for a second, put something in your line of sight every day that makes you think about this, that makes you think about this gratitude that Rabbi Matthew is talking about. Yeah, because the, the basis that we're saying here is as believers that we are children of God. And so if we're made in the image of God, <laughs> this beauty and uh, peace that's beyond all understanding lives within us. Um, but in this world, that can get distorted. That can get, uh, uh, it, it could get blanketed by all the different things that happen in our life. Uh, a lot of distractions. So we need to work on going deeper into our hearts where we find more of God and gratitude and hope um, and joy are, are ways for us to access this, but it's there. So if you're in a very dark place, a struggling place, if you're, if you're saying, you know, I can't, I don't even know where God is, who God is, um, know that the truth is you were made by him, um, him beyond gender, but let's just go with him right now. Uh, but you're made by this loving God and that, that, that the more that you practice these, these simple practices, you will erupt this, this volcano of love, and a peace that lives within you. Uh, and, and, and if you're from Rabbi's temple, there are, he's talking about the prayers that are there for you. That's why these morning prayers are so important. These, these, that's why monks have these five sets of prayer. That's why um, Muslims have the set days of prayer. You have to have the discipline. It just won't fall into your lap. You, you, you encourage this, you develop it more because you are a child of God. So practice being a child of God. Um, so let me, let's go back to this. Uh, I keep on wanting to call you Forrest because of Whitaker, <clears throat> but Trevor. And, and, and let me just, let me just, let me just uh, uh, chime in there for one quick second. Um, it's not often that I actually get to get Father Anderson's reference. I get it. <laughs> you mean Forrest, Forrest Whitaker? Forrest Whitaker. I like him. Good actor. Good, yeah, good yeah, actor. yeah. Yeah. He's, he, he's, he's not hurting and for, 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 for work ever. Um, uh, okay. So, so Trevor, you brought up something about, you know, the, you joked about the millennial thing, but then also there is each respective generation in, in America, at least I could just speak out here in the West. We have more and more freedoms. We have more and more time to kind of figure out who we are, what we do. Uh, we can change vocations multiple times when our parents, at least I'll speak for myself, didn't have that freedom to just be like, well, what do I want to do? And I'll change my vocation. Like you just got to work. My parents graduated law school and got to work and didn't look back. Even they were both artists and they're just like, I've got to put food on the table and that's it. And they committed where I myself spent a good deal amount of my uh, early thirties and late twenties being like, ah, oh, what am I going to do? I mean, you know, you know, how am I going to bridge this whole thing <laughs> with faith and this whole thing with, uh, uh, you know, being an actor like, Oh, how's God going to make this together? And I, and I really produced a lot of anxiety, which was silly over it. Uh, so many people have this. 
there's an existential anxiety oh, yeah. that many wrestle with. Who am I? What am I doing? What is my purpose? Um, how do I make this? How do I even pay for that? Um, I don't want to do something I don't love. And, and, and you were talking during the pre-production call of saying, wait, hold up. You're like, we've all done. It. I did that. Um, and I see you, you were mentioned how you were doing that. You're a man of faith. You're also a talented composer. How do you bring these two together? And you trying to work so hard and making this together, it felt like you were kind of going against the grain. I, I'm putting words in your mouth here, but like, did, did these spiritual practice help you find more peace with just finding your purpose in life? Man, that's a big old question. And I, I <laughs> it feels a little funny to be like brought onto a show and asked like, you've got you got this, right? <laughs> you got this, dude. You're the uh, but expert. I would to to I remember something that, that Rabbi Matthew said earlier about like, you know, we're kind of all still figuring this out, right? This is this is not something that you figure out and it's done. Like it's a it's a practice that will you'll continue to do throughout your life. As um oh man, somebody on community was talking about working out and they're like, you know what, I will never be done chiseling these abs. Like it's never finished, but you do have to go out and, and show it off. Right. So, uh, the, were you just quoting Rabbi Durbin? No. Oh, okay. Although I assume that he's shredded, right? Shredded Shredded rabs. (laughs) Got his rabs. His rabs. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Is there. So, um, yeah, about finding your path though, like, yeah, there there was a time. So I, I worked in in Hollywood, and I've I've you know I've worked on some projects that were in theaters that people have heard of, and um, that that work was I part of my path, and and I'm thinking like, okay, what comes next, or or do I even have time to think about that? And I I left that work partly because of my mental health, and also because I had an opportunity to do this faith based work, and I thought like, aha, here's here's the first step on the path that God is calling me towards. Uh, and then, you know, I, I did that for a little while and I thought like, oh, you know, I wish I was doing more music. God has gifted me with this, this musical talent. I want to do more of that. How can I integrate that? And, you know, I, I played a little bit of music in the, in the worship band there and had some of the youth that I was working with play as well. And I was like, aha, this is the first step on the path that God is calling me on. And then, you know, I, I met my wife and I was like, aha, this is the first step of the path that God is calling me on. And then I, we moved to Boston and I, uh, I was a music director there for a little while for the Boys and Girls Club, and it felt very good to be like giving back to this community, to be like organizing music for the city of Boston. And I thought, aha, here's the first step of the path that God is calling me on. <laughs> um, and, and the truth is that like whatever, we're all on the path already all of the time. And it, when, I, when I get really down, I have to stop and step back and realize like, listen, you're here, wherever you are. You're here now and you can be the best version of yourself right now, or you can scroll on Twitter. Um, So I got to put my phone down or I got to stop. What have I been doing a lot lately? Reading mini motorways, playing mini motorways on my phone. But uh, I thought you were going to say Chaucer. Yeah, reading Chaucer and being depressed. No, um, you're you're in the moment you're in and you you should think about the future but ultimately you should do whatever the best thing is in this moment right now is what i've sort of come to realize and um your your journey doesn't start when you get the new job or do the new thing or move to the new city because that's not going to magically fix it. Whatever is going on, you know, in your life might still be going on then as well. So just 
have a little trust in God and, mm-hmm. um, and, and try to, to serve God the best you can wherever you are right now. I guess, you know, there are times when you need to get out of a situation. But what I'm saying here is don't think that the journey starts when you've gotten there to X or accomplished Y. Good. Look around. That threw a big question at you. And I think you just said, I'm going to take that fastball and smack it out of the park. No, (laughs) you're well-spoken for, for many of us. I mean, I I've, I've wrestled with existential anxiety. I've changing careers from, from acting in LA to becoming a priest was a big transition. And there was a part where I had to stop wrestling and where I was many of those moments that you were talking about, aha, here is the time when it all starts to come together. The hybrid that God is going to called me to like, you know, listen, I had a surrender thinking I knew what God was up to. That was a big thing. I was like, I, I was, I was, I had a vision and I was asking God to bless it. Mm. You know, I had a vision of saying, this is the actor priest guy and God bless that because that's for your kingdom. As opposed to saying, look, I do I follow God? <clears throat> well, fine. Let me just surrender my life to him and trust that he has got something going. I don't know what's next. I mean, sure, I have ideas and thoughts. I'll keep on going. If God, you bless that, I will follow it. But if you don't bless it, I'm just going to stay in this moment right here. Be grateful for everything that's here because I was missing so much uh, gratitude for so many things that are right in front of me because I was thinking two steps down the road. I was missing so much gratitude. And what, you know, when you miss gratitude and what God is doing in your life right here now, you, you can go into some depression. You can go into anxiety. Anxiety is living into the future. Depression is living in the past, right? So, so hmm. God says, get in the moment. There's so much fruit for you to bear right here. It might not look like how you expect it to look, but I will bless it all. Even if it's a chaotic and that's what stinks. Sometimes life is so chaotic and it sucks, but God is in the suck. That's a quote. You can put that on your shirt. And I get a, yeah, I was going to say, can I get a, a priest and a rabbi t-shirt that says <laughs> God, you can find God in the suck and you have to, right? That's what makes us, you know, believers. So, so, and all that to just say for, for, for anyone who is struggling, like what's my next step? Sometimes, sometimes the, the best thing is to let go and surrender and say, God, I am in your, your hands and I trust you and love you and help me to see the beauty that's right in front of me and to be the best Jew, the best Christian, the best believer that I can be right here, right now, to love others, to love myself, to love you. Um, Rabbi Durbin, you know, for you, you, you have so much gratitude for the, the handyman in your, in your office right now that you can afford but, to have a handyman. But, but, but as, as we talked in the past, right. There's something about the ability for us to reframe and to find that piece that says, where is God or how can I find God in this experience or within this realm? Um, and, and as Trevor, as you said, um, you know, it's not easy. I mean, I think you have to you have to work at it. I mean, nothing in life is is without the work in some way. I, I guess my question would be, how can we reach somebody who is searching in some way, but has that stumbling block that says, I just, I am struggling and I'm finding it really difficult to connect. And go. Isn't that what people ask you guys? <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Very good. Very good. Um, man, I don't know. I've, I've been in rough spots, uh, and, and didn't want to get out of bed. So I think, I think we've been, you know, we've said it a few times. It's just like gratitude. 
Um, there's got to be something. There's got to be something that you can be grateful for because uh, if 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 everything was that terrible, you wouldn't be afraid of like losing anything, right? So there's got to be there's got to be something that you're holding on to, the breath you're drawing, if even if that's all it is. Um, so start start with the teeniest tiniest thing, your breath, your pet, your toothbrush that keeps your teeth clean, yeah. and and trust that that thing is good and, and that God cares. Here's the real crazy part. God cares about your toothbrush, the teeny little thing in your life. So can we have gratitude for that tiny little thing? Yeah. And then, and then the light, the light might creep in a little bit and then a little bit more and then a little bit more. Letting the light in. You're right. For, for our producer just kind of looked at us like, are you seriously saying that God is in the toothbrush? But when you find the gratitude saying, okay, I can keep my teeth clean, blah, blah, blah. This sounds silly, but at the same time, though, you are giving permission for the light, to light to shine. Uh, and that's a big thing. So as Christians, it's a big thing. John's gospel just talks about Jesus says, I am the light, I am the light. So it's this, this, this finding the light of God to shine in us because there's enough things in our life that will try to rob that light from you and but, want you to obey the darkness. And, 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 and I love that example, uh, as you said. Of Jesus? However, no. Um, about Jesus? No, the example of, you know, finding it in the minutia or, or the tiny detail, right? Like, like a toothbrush. Because I think that there's a bigger picture out there that also says in some way, is it really about the toothbrush or is it about self-care? Is it about respect for the body? Is it about the fact that we recognize that Salam Elohim, we were created in God's image. And there's something there that says, I need to have some self-protection in some way or, or some care uh, of, of, of myself and my body, of what I put in, what I put out. All right. So Trevor, this has been... So great. So as we all know, Trevor Forrest Whitaker Black is a music composer from video games to movies um, to teaching the next generation of classic guitarists. Um, but there's, there might be more people who want to be able to hear your thoughts and, and, and how, how can they find you? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a millennial, so I'm on Twitter. Uh, Trevor W. Black. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Uh, Trevor Whitaker Black. I'm on. I'm also on TikTok. Uh <laughs> For, yeah. If anyone out there is on TikTok, uh, same thing, Trevor Whitaker Black, you can uh, find me through my website as well, which is just trevorwhitakerblack.com. And uh, yeah, shoot me an email and we'll, we can talk if you want to hear more about my, my toothbrush or, or hiking or making people or hire a composer they, they might have a yeah yeah no i mean if if so when we when we first came on i was like oh sh there's a theme song i forgot about that amazing man they should have hit me up for this and then by the end of the theme song i was like oh man I don't know if I could have done better. You, you guys got a bop. So congratulations. But if well, anybody else wants, wants to talk music, I'm absolutely on the internet and would love to. That'd be awesome. Um, so Trevor, thank, thank you again. Thank you, brother. Uh, you bless the show. Uh, help us to find God in the simplicity for everyone who's listening right now. <clears throat> if you missed any of this, uh, this is this, this show does get podcasted. So we're here on 1450 WSTU here in Southeast Florida. Uh, but then this is podcasted out um, across and we're in about, about 64 different countries. Um, so please just go and subscribe whatever, wherever you're at on, on what podcast platform, or if you're not a podcaster, you just want to hear the show. Um, you can always just Google or search uh, a priest and a rabbi podcast. You'll see this. Look for the one that says Trevor Forrest Whitaker Black about finding God in the mundane. And you can hear all the ones. You can also leave comments. 
And we'd love to hear from you as well. So we're on Facebook, A Priest and a Rabbi Podcast. Go there and hit the like button and leave comments. Send us messages about topics you want to talk about. We like to talk about Judeo-Christian values and norms and and, uh, how they affect our society. So that is what we give to you. So from us here at A Priest and a Rabbi, Matthew Durbin, Rabbi Matthew Durbin, can you give us a final blessing in these final seconds? Sure. Um, um, uh, in the last few seconds, I wish uh, everyone a healthy, a safe, and a just incredible rest of the week. And may we always be mindful of those small gifts that God gives us as long as we give ourselves the proper time and the ability to recognize the good. Thanks for joining. God bless you all. We'll see you next year, Friday, the priest and a rabbi. Peace.